put the phone down, get outside, breathe, and start asking yourself, what excites you? Hey guys, it's Melissa, Mama Five, wife, boudoir photographer, and constantly searching for the deeper meaning of beauty. So, here it is. I have been thinking about what is beauty a lot lately. And I know, I know it may sound kind of superficial, but the most beautiful people that I know, it's almost like this energy that they embody. And it's like, I can just feel when they walk in a room that they have such an amazing gift to give us all. So I've been thinking about beauty and today something kind of came across my plate and it was this idea that beauty isn't something that you find. It's actually a process of restoring it over and over again. I truly believe our unique beauty has always been with us since birth actually and I believe that you were beautifully created. Some of you may feel like oh Melissa she's just given me a line <laughs> but Really, I mean, I know you're probably standing there with macaroni and cheese in your hair and your house is a disaster and you probably have a few kids that haven't napped if you're anything like me, but <laughs> and you probably don't even feel your unique beauty right now, but I want you to know that it's, it's there and this is what this podcast is all about is kind of diving into some of the deeper things um, about beauty and about life because as some of you know, you know that I'm a boudoir photographer and I talk a lot about the deeper beauty. It's not about the photos usually, it's about the experience that we create for people to dive deep into finding their own beauty. So as an adult woman, I thought maybe you guys would resonate with the fact that some of us feel that we've lost our beauty. Some of us may have never actually felt our beauty and some of us only feel it like even just a little hint of it, when we get all dolled up for a once in a while date night with our husband or our partner or, you know, maybe even just a night out with the girls. And it got me thinking that, you know, this probably sounds familiar to a lot of you because, you know, it wasn't too long ago when I didn't feel very beautiful. And, you know, there's days that I still don't feel beautiful, but it actually has nothing, usually nothing to do with the way that I physically look, has all to do with the action that I'm taking. And, you know, I was thinking about the first time that my beauty was restored that I can actually remember because I'm sure that there's many and some of them are going to pop up in my head later on. But the first one that came to mind, um, so this is kind of like story time. <laughs> um, the first one that came to mind was I was in high school. And I'm sure many of you have been to a traditional high school, but when you are in that 16, probably less now, maybe 12-year-old to 18, even 21-year-old, it's like you have this split-second feeling of you feel insecure one moment and then something outwardly happens to you. And you feel like you're on top of the world. But then something else will happen and you feel right back down in the dumps. So to put this in like today's terms, 
Um, social media is a great example of that. You post a photo and no one comments on it and you're like, but this was like the best photo I ever took. And then, you know, you post another photo and everyone loves it. And it's like that hit, right? And so it's like a flip-flop of, you know, feeling valued at certain times and then not feeling valued at certain times. And moving through that awkward stage is, is really hard. Even as an adult woman, I still struggle with it today. Looking back at me in high school, <laughs> full disclosure here, I was very self-absorbed. I was very self-conscious. I was very judgy. I was very closed off. I was very free and adventurous at the same time. I don't know how, but I felt really big on all spectrums, anger, fear, tears, happiness, joy, funny. I felt it all. And when I look back um, at how I was in my relationship with others, it was it was very much like I felt like I was always proving myself to them. And I had some great friends in high school, but, you know, something really shifted for me and I was so grateful for the experience and I thought I'd share it with you all. Um, I was a 4-H nerd, one of the very few in my small rural school even. And I was a 4-H ambassador for those of you who were 4-H kids. I was like a 13-year 4-H veteran, <laughs> veteran and um, still love 4-H to this day. But I told my family, I was like, I'm going to sign up for horsemanship this year, which I've always loved horses, but I never took that step of actually showing my horse in the fair because it was something that I loved dearly and I was really scared to sign up for it because what if I sucked at showing horses? And everyone would be judging me. Well, one of those years, all of my friends, like my two friends that did 4-H with me, they signed up for horsemanship. And I remember begging my mom if I could sign up as well. And the rule in our house was, well, if you sign up and you commit to this, you're going to finish it. So you can't quit. It was the rule in our house. And looking back now, I'm very thankful that my parents had that rule. But I was like, oh, yes, yes, I'm, I'm all in, mom and dad. I'm all in. Please sign me up. Well, what happens two weeks later? All of my friends quit horsemanship. Their parents let them quit. And there I was stuck having to show my horse at the fair all by myself without my friends. And I remember being so angry and frustrated and then the fear set in of how ridiculous am I going to look if I show up and I look and I make a fool of myself? Well, um, I don't know what exactly happened, but something had happened where I finally decided that if I was going to look like a fool, I might as well try. And, and I wish that I could remember what exactly happened, but that ended up being the scenario. And the funny thing is, is being a sophomore in high school, I just got my driver's license. I also did not have a cell phone at that time. And my horse lived in another town. And my parents let me drive to go work with my horse, which was about 20 minutes away. And then I'd come home after that. And 
go to school the next day, drive back over the next day, work with my horse and um, come back, go to sleep, go to school. So it was kind of interesting because I remember thinking like, oh, this is going to suck. Like the first time I did it, I mean, it took hours out of my day, like at least three hours out of my day. But something happened um, in those times. I mean, it's kind of nostalgic when I think back to it because I think back to this ugly Ford Escort, 1992 Ford Escort that had a mismatching hood because my sister hit like 10 million deer with that car. Stick shift, of course, and a crappy car radio, me and my horse, and the Montana sunset. And, you know, there was no noise. I had no cell phone. If there was an emergency, my mom would, my mom and dad told me, find a phone and call us. So that meant literally knocking on a random stranger's um, door or finding my brother um, at his house and and calling. But, um, you know, something happened with not having all of that noise around. I was blessed with the silence that gave me the opportunity to get myself, to get me to know myself. And it was kind of forced because my parents, you know, held me to my own commitment. I didn't want to look like a fool. So I, you know, went there every day. But little by little, it was like that silence driving by myself, that silence of me connecting with my horse and learning a skill by me committing to every week going there. I I literally found fun in the challenge of teaching my horse new things and my horse teaching me new things. I was creating a relationship that beforehand I was so busy with all of my friends and their activities and trying not to be left out but not totally being fulfilled in what I wanted out of my life because I was scared that someone might think I was dumb or crazy for, you know, wanting to do the things that I wanted to do. It was in those moments that I, I realized I had something here. Um, sitting in the silence and working on a skill restored my beauty. And I was unknowing of this at the time. And every day I'm so grateful for my parents and my mentors like my cousin Lori that held me accountable to the goals that I wanted and the commitments I made. They had rules and boundaries. And I was proud of myself for showing up for what I wanted for the first time I could remember in my adult life. And I really was not that great at riding at barrel racing. I was practicing barrel racing. I was practicing showmanship. Um, You know, I was practicing my communication with my horse. And it was literally, it took literally that for me to get out of my head and into my beauty. It took me realizing that I have to get off my butt and out of my head to create the change that I want in my life. So, and no one drug me around and and said like, oh, Melissa, you're doing so good. I know this is hard. They literally just showed up to help me do the work. Um, And that helped so much. But so if you're finding yourself looking for your beauty, I want you to know that you're not alone because this isn't the first time that I've went through this process of restoring my beauty. 
I truly don't believe that you need to search for it because it's within you. You just need to eliminate all the noise around you to hear what it has to say. And for me, it's putting my phone down, getting outside, taking a breath and start asking myself the questions, what excites me? What am I excited about in my life for my goals? Not my kids, not my husband, not my friends, but me. What, who am I even? And I have to come back to that question quite often, sometimes more than others. But, you know, I found a few things along the way because I didn't fall off the bandwagon yesterday, um, even though I've fallen off of it quite a few times. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm pretty much a, uh, a lifelong writer of the bandwagon. <laughs> but, um, you know, you need to, something that has really helped me, and I shouldn't say you need to because I, I do hate saying that because it's going to be different for everyone, but let yourself sit in the silence without the cell phone. Let yourself sit with a pen and paper. Heck, let yourself go outside for a walk and ask yourself, what skill do I want to strengthen? Where do I feel like I can grow in an area of my life that excites me? What do I want to accomplish? And maybe even a even better question is what area of my life do I need to recognize my own beauty? Is it this body? Is it the way that I, you know, show up in this world? Is it, you know, something that I'm passionate about that I serve other people with? What area do you need to recognize your beauty and start living it? So I tend to get long-winded, so I'm going to leave it there and I'm just going to remind you that your beauty has always been there. It's always been there. You were created from a creator who created you beautifully. That's a tongue twister. And it's already there. You don't have to search for it. You need to start taking the action that helps you feel it. I hope you guys all have a wonderful, beautiful day.